Off the ball. In association with AIR. Watch 42 live Premier League games this season on the AIR Sport Pack. This, this is News Talk. I think the thing that probably I remember better than any was the first play of the game when the referee blew the whistle. And when he pulled it out of his mouth, he pulled part of his lip off. And the blood started dripping down his chin, and it froze in an icicle. I blew my whistle to start the ball game. And I didn't really blow it. It was only a half a blow because it was a tweet. And that was the end of all whistles for the ball game. They all froze on us. So we just yelled, stay away, keep off them, and everything. A sellout crowd has braved the coldest New Year's Eve in the history of Green Bay, Wisconsin, to witness the 1967 NFL championship game between the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers. The mercury has dipped to minus 15 degrees, winds gusting at 18 miles per hour as we approach kickoff. That makes it the coldest game in league championship history. The previous low, a balmy five above in the 1945 game. Mm. We're talking about the Ice Bowl of 1967, 50 years ago this month on foot in some respects of the uh, Buffalo Bills beating the Colts in New York in something of a blizzard uh, yesterday, which jogged our memory. What you heard there were the voices of Dallas defensive tackle Bob Lilly and the referee as well, Norm Schachter. And by the way, when they say minus 15 degrees, they refer to Fahrenheit. So in Celsius, that was a very unpleasant minus 26 degrees with a minus 44 degrees Celsius wind chill. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe is listening in. I don't think I've experienced minus 26 and certainly not minus 44 wind chill, Kevin. No, I've been to Lambeau a few times, and the worst at one day, I was there for a game, it was minus four okay. uh, Fahrenheit. It was pretty cold, but nothing would compare to the ice bowl, which is, I was an eight-year-old boy watching that game with my dad, and I remember my <laughs> father made some remark, like, these people are soft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the Ice Bowl uh, how famous is it everybody knows about the Ice Bowl this is one of the most storied games uh, in American sports history kind of territory any, is it yeah anybody who's really into NFL football probably knows about it but it also you have to be of a certain age I think if you talk to like the millennials or kids even the people in their 30s they would first of all find it hard to believe that they actually played the game in those conditions I mean it's the, what the, the intro you just played Joe was one thing but some poor old guy died in the stands mm. from exposure. It mm. was crazy. Mm. And, you know, it really have impacted the NFL going forward because from there on in, when the Super Bowl era came about, they really have tried to go to dome stadiums or, or at least play in the South. Almost all the games play in the South. So it's had a real impact on the game when, when we look back at it. But it, it's an iconic sporting event by any measure. So Vince Lombardi was the Packers coach and uh, mm-hmm. they would ultimately win this game. We'll talk about the final play in a moment or two, but they would win this game 21 points to 17 for a place in the Super Bowl. Like it seems uh, fairly disastrous right from the off whereby the turf heating system at Lambeau malfunctioned somehow and they removed the covers leaving a cover of moisture on the field which fr- uh, kind of flash froze. Yeah, yeah, pretty much instantly. And so uh, you don't just have a really cold situation, you have uh, an ice rink. Yeah, and the funny thing about that, because Vince Lombardi was such a gamesman, Type of you know he would look for any advantage. He was he was Bill Belichick before there was Bill Belichick. 
there are a lot of Cowboys who thought they did that on purpose, mm. that the Packers deliberately made that happen. But I, I, it was, that seems a lot more apocryphal than truthful because obviously when those conditions exist, it's not like the, the Packers had a great advantage, even though they played in as a cold weather team, they would have some something of an advantage. But when that thing iced over, everybody was on the, they basically were on the same pitch and it was like being on an ice rink. So the band turn up at Lambeau Field as well and effectively they can't play uh, their instruments. Yeah, the instruments didn't work. <laughs> All the wind instruments could not work. And I love that thing about Norm saying that it's not only that the, the whistles would stick to your, it's like that scene in, 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 in a Christmas story with the, the kid's tongue sticking to a, a pole. It, you couldn't hear it. It just would, the, the, the whistle was useless at this point. So just think of that. And, and the, you know, there's 50,000 people screaming and yelling. And the only way the, the, the refs are controlling the, the, the match is, is screaming at the top of their lungs saying that the play is over. So it was just, I didn't, I, I don't think we'll ever see anything like okay, that. So again. The, the whistles didn't work right through. They had to actually scream to stop. Yes. <laughs> they never blew a whistle again after Norm's lip got cut up and they it was and like I said it wasn't just because they would stick that the whistles would not work so you had them yelling and screaming at these guys uh, to say the play is over and tell them you know so the whistle that normally would stop play it wasn't there so it was just voice command right uh, the CBS announcer uh, Frank Gifford had the famous line I'm going to take a bite of my coffee now yeah, Which exactly. There are a lot of good lines out of that thing. And the other thing, I mean, in terms of just as, as a sporting event, you you probably had two of the, I'd say, the top three greatest coaches in football. I would put Belichick at the top, but I'm spoiled and mm. biased. But Vince Lombardi for the Packers and Tom Landry for the Cowboys are arguably the, the greatest coaches in NFL history. So you had a really had a chess match going on on an ice rink. And uh, Landry and Lombardi, what was the nature of their rivalry at that point in 67? Well, you know, in terms of what they had won, they were, they're pretty even in terms of, but I mean, Landry went on and stayed a little longer and had probably, but, but certainly they were considered, even at that at that point, they were considered the two best tacticians in football. So, you know, it, it put that game on, on a whole different other level. And obviously there were, at that, when we get to that final play, there was there was there, there was a lot of gamesmanship going on. Okay, and was it a full house? Like, does everybody get to this game? Because I was reading, 000. yeah, because even I saw the one of the linebackers, Dave Robinson, like his fly, his car wouldn't start, so he flags down a complete randomer on the way to the game <laughs> to get a lift. Right. I actually don't know what the um, capacity of Lambo was back then. Uh, but I mean, again, people from Wisconsin, and particularly that part of Wisconsin, are pretty hardy. Yeah. And uh, but then again, th- these were these were conditions which a number of the players suffered frostbite. Um, so I mean, th- they would they were serious health conditions situations that, in that thing. So I, like I said, I was at a game. Four four below felt pretty cold. I can't imagine what fifteen below felt like with that wind. Well, I saw the Packer, one of the Packers linebackers. His um, he had frostbite in his feet, and his toenails fell off. Just uh, fell off, yeah. Which must be a slightly surreal experience. I think it was Ray Nitsky. Yes, it was. So yeah. uh, the game itself, I mean, tactically, it must have been massively affected. And you said that um, Lombardi and Landry were two of the 
I guess maybe the two prominent tacticians of the era. I presume all of that goes out the window. Like, was even an eight-year-old Kevin Cullen watching this game with his dad thinking, uh, this is a bit silly, or this, this is quite a limited um, repertoire from both teams in terms of their attacking play? Because I presume you just couldn't. No, and, you know, obviously it, it, it just was almost virtually impossible to throw and catch the ball for anything more than a few yards at a time because trying to throw the ball downfield and the ball was like a rock. Uh, but then, you know, you say, well, they're going to run the ball, which back in that era, that, that was before the modern era when they did run maybe three-quarters of the plays would be running plays. But even then, it was so hard for them to get – I, I distinctly remember as a little boy just watching guys slip and fall down. Mm. It was just like – it really was like they were out there on, a, on an ice rink and trying to stand up uh, on an ice rink with cleats, and they were just falling left and right. It was, it's amazing how, when I look at some of the film there, that they were able to, to, to pull off what they did pull off. But mm. I think it was also dependent on what part of the field was, and if they, if they were, particularly the, the line of scrimmage, if there, were, there was enough moving around by these guys that weighed 280 pounds, it would crush the ice, at least for, for a time being. Mm. So the um, winning play we have here a mm. clip of the Packers quarterback uh, Bert Starr and he's describing the uh, winning touchdown so have a listen I ran to the sideline got over there and I said coach there's nothing wrong with the play I said the backs simply can't get to the line of scrimmage because the ground is so hard there I said I'm standing upright I can shuffle my feet and lunge in all he said at that time was well then run it and let's get the hell out of here <laughs> and I'm laughing like I am now going back to the huddle and I'm trying to not let anybody see me laughing because it just broke me up that was his response that's all the timeouts the Green Bay Packers have they are still inches away from that goal line on third down with 16 seconds to go Lombardi gambled everything on one last play 17 to 14 Cowboys out in front star begins the count yeah, run it and get us the hell out of here, says Lombardi. Well, there were 16 seconds left, and everybody, including my dad, thought they were going to pass because they get two bites at the apple. Um, but it was absolutely the right call. Tom Landry acknowledged after that he fully expected them to, to pass the ball, hmm. figuring that they either get the touchdown and go ahead or an incompletion stops the, the play and they get a set. They get, then they get to go on fourth down for whatever. So it really did surprise. But, you know, I, when you look at the film, Joe, and you look back there, and even if they knew there was a run coming, it's just the conditions were I, – I just don't think they stopped Bart Starr making that lunch. Yeah. And uh, great block by Jerry Kramer. He, th that was like the one block. If you ask anybody who's an NFL fan, say, what's the greatest block thrown in history? They say, oh, Jerry Kramer. So right. it is an iconic game. Yeah, and they went on, uh, Lombardi and the Packers, to beat Kansas in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and uh, kind of cemented Lombardi there. Again, I did, you know, Lombardi and Landry, I think – uh, my my guess is that history will will judge Belichick to be greater, uh, given what he's done. Um, but uh, those two guys at that time that they were at the, they were at the peak of their powers. But it's really interesting to put it in the context now that I just don't think a game like that would ever be played again, if only for liability reasons. Well, I was going to ask: you know? Did nobody in '67 say, "You know what? This is a bit much. Let's call this game off"? No, no, not at all. It just it wasn't even close. There wasn't even like. 
like again, I don't think you would you would do it. Like I said, the if the teams involved now in the NFL now, who only cares about money anyway, they would say, "Oh my God, if we hold this game in these conditions and some old guy drops dead in the stands from exposure, we're going to give a hundred million dollars away." Mm. I just think from a liability point of view. But you know, like I said, that that changed the the, the culture of the NFL, Joe. Because if you look at what's happened with the, it was only that the. the you know, recently they actually had a game at MetLife Stadium in New York, taking the risk. And you know the the Super Bowl is played in February. Um, I mean, they don't even want snow, mm. which I, I I think is unfortunate. I I mean that's a great memory. You ask anybody who grew up in the you know following NFL football, one of the great things was to watch a game at you know either the Chicago Bears or the Minnesota Vikings or the Detroit Lions playing in the snow. It was something you'd see even on Thanksgiving Day, but certainly in December. Yeah. And now Detroit and Minnesota play in domes. Um, so was, every, only... was, was everybody watching uh, Buffalo and the Colts in New York over the weekend feeling very nostalgic and enjoying it then? I think it did create nostalgia. Now, there are snow games. They still are. And obviously, you can get one at Soldiers Field in Chicago. We've had some celebrated snow games here in New England where um, even, you know, in that first uh, run for the Super Bowl when Tom Brady that that famous tuck rule in which the uh, Raiders knocked the ball out of him, but they they argued that it was an incomplete pass because he went to, to bring it back. So uh, we've had some real celebrated um, snow games here. In fact, there was a famous game with John Smith, who's, who's an English soccer player, came over here and, and started. He was the first guy that, you know, that soccer-style kicker, he kicked for the New England Patriots. This was back in the 70s. And they 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 sent a little snowplow out to clear away where he could kick. And the thing was, it was done by a guy that was like on a prison work release program. And he became famous, and Smith made the kick in the page. So these are the kind of games you do remember these snow games. And uh, unfortunately, they don't. They NFL is all about money and TV revenue, and they don't want snowflakes in the in the TV screen, and they don't want any of that on the field. That's just the way it is. Kevin, pleasure as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. Kevin Cullen there from the Boston Globe. Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.